Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, it is tired and it is tired of being tired. And it is like tired of being tired of being tired of these commies on the left. They're obviously communists. I mean, does any serious person in the chat or anywhere else dispute that? They're obviously commies right now, the left. Every single hallmark benchmark of what a commie would do, the left has checked the box. We're already into the afterword of that book. We're not in like the 12-step program. The 12 steps are over. 12 steps to communism. We're already there. So I got a little announcement today. Nothing major, but it's just my little way of fighting back because I'm just getting so tired of this. And, you know, I think one thing you guys will notice about me and ladies out there, and I hope you do at least, is that you know, money's great. I'm a capitalist. I enjoy making money and working for this program and getting up early and doing it. But I'm not in this for the money. There's far different reasons I'm in this. I ran for office myself. I was an activist. And there were little things I try to do each day to set, you know, some kind of an example. Sometimes I'm not a great example, uh, you know, but sometimes uh, I, I think I can set just little examples that we can do little things each day to kind of ding into the left and fight back. So I want to do something today. I'll get to that. Big show today. A lot. Just, I got another, uh, by the way, update on this Hunter Biden debacle. Apparently his legal team looks like they tried to pull a fast one yesterday. We'll see. Today's show is sponsored by Blackout Coffee. Stop giving your money to woke garbage companies that make terrible coffee anyway. Go with a big, robust flavor. That's Blackout Coffee. They love the country and they love coffee. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Welcome to the show. I've got that. Um, I've got an interesting update for you on China. It's update, Joe. Are you keeping track? It's 4,574. Fourth, okay. Be prepared. Got it. Probably the biggest sign yet. Yeah, 4,574. Okay. That we are headed towards World War III with China. And when you hear the story, it's going to be hard for you to not agree with me. You think I'm being hysterical about it? Watch the show. Tell me when I'm done. Who's right and who's wrong? All right. Today's show brought to you by Helix Mattresses. You need a great night's sleep. Helix mattresses are the best. They offer 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special mattresses for kids. To find the perfect fit, it's what I sleep on. Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. No matter your sleeping position, I'm a side sleeper. Helix has the answer for you. Memory foam, hybrid, all more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating. Helix is about comfort, care, and a great night's sleep. My Helix mattress is the best I've slept on. I have the Midnight Lux. The setup was fast and easy. Don't take my word for it, though. GQ and Wired Magazine have named Helix their number one mattress. You know what? Take my word. It's a great mattress. Take the Helix Sleep quiz at helixsleep.com slash Dan. Find a perfect mattress in under two minutes. Here's a bonus for you. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's H-E-L-I-X. It's their best offer yet. Then it won't last long. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. With Helix, better sleep starts now. All right, Joe, let's go. It is now showtime. Sir, it is. I'm itching to get on the air this morning talking yeah. about this. They've gone full commie, the left. They've gone full commie. They should have watched Tropical Thunder. They've gone full commie, okay? Uh, I've been warning you about this. Been warning you about it for a while. They've been dancing around the topic. We haven't been dancing. We've been telling you the truth. Then it's time to expose them for what they are. Here's what I mean. I read this story the other day and reclaimed the net. Stacey Plaskett who's a, a Democrat member of Congress, a total joke, a humiliating embarrassment to humankind, probably seen her on TV making a fool out of herself. She's now complaining that RFK is speaking, that RFK is allowed to speak and that it'll make the Biden administration hesitant about stopping misinformation. 
They are not pretending anymore. They are going full tyrant. They are targeting RFK to shut him up because it'll make the Biden administration hesitant about stopping misinformation, i.e. shit they don't like. That's what misinformation means. That's what they mean, these communist scum Democrats. I am so tired of them. I'm tired of the censorship. I'm tired of the debanking. I'm tired of the deplatforming. And you should be tired of it, too. But there are little things we can do every day to stomp on their toes and make this really hard for them. RFK addressed this last night. He was on with Sean Hannity on a town hall, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Again, let me just put this kind of caveat emptor, buyer beware. I do not support RFK's campaign for the presidency. I support free speech. The fact that he's a victim of it, I don't care if he's a Democrat. He deserves our support, not our political support, our constitutional support. Those are two different things. So the guy has been the subject of a massive censorship campaign because communists, communists like Stacey Plaskett, don't want him to speak because he's speaking about their censorship. It was him on Hannity last night addressing just this. What would you have done differently and when? At what point? In other words, would you have allowed the experimental vaccine to be produced? Would it be only for older people? Would you have had mask mandates? Would you have any school shutdowns? You know, and if you took those policies on, do you not run the risk if there's more human contact, a virus we didn't know a lot about early on? We still don't really even know enough as far as I'm concerned. What would you have done differently? I, I, I would have done everything differently. I mean, number one, the first specific first the first thing that they should have done is to use the, you know, they use the Internet in many, many ways, usually to censor doctors and physicians who are trying to say, hey, you know, I'm using a treatment, a protocol that actually works. I'm using therapeutics that work. Those people are silenced. We should have done the opposite. We should have used the Internet that we now have this extraordinary resource to link ourselves to the 15 million frontline physicians around the world and have them report what treatments were they using, what was what working. We know now there were dozens and dozens of therapeutic drugs that were off-the-shelf drugs that obliterated. Are you talking about HCQ? Are you talking hydroxy- about ivermectin? Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, but femtidivir, many, many, many others. This is why they want to shut this guy up. This is why the symbiote, big pharma, big business and government, they're now all in bed together. They're all like, it's like a train. Each one's lips attached to the next one's ass. That's what they do now. They work to shut people like this guy up. Where's this going? I don't want to spend too much time in this opening segment. Here's why I'm talking about this. This article I read yesterday, you know, I've got a new book coming out. Proud of it. I put a lot of work into it. It's called The Gift of Failure. Uh, It's available for pre-order now. The release date, I think, is the second week of September. So you can pretty much order now and you'll get it pretty soon. Uh, We'll announce more uh, during the publication date. I'm proud of the book. The book's about all my mistakes. I got tired of people writing books about how wonderful they are. So I wrote a book about all the dumb shit I did and screwed up. And there was a lot of it. A lot. From investments to stupid stuff I did in the Secret Service. I wanted to tell you guys and expose myself to you to show you that, you know what, you can do big things when messing up big too. I don't want to hear about how successful and awful and great. I want to hear about your awful mistakes and how you recovered. That's not the point of this. The point of this is my book is coming out now and people are ordering and a lot of people are ordering. And I'm talking about stores and outlets and everyone. 
So I saw this article at The Blaze. You can read my newsletter. Target, you know Target, the leftist communist company, refuses in-store sales of Glenn Beck's book weeks after a book ban on Mark Levin was reversed. So I thought to myself, I'm sitting there. I called my publishing partner yesterday, and I said, hey, man, I really don't like Target. This is a communist company. It's a communist company that's made a lot of really genuinely awful moves in the last few weeks. I said, do me a favor. Um, I don't want my book in Target. Now, I got to be uh, candid with you. This is probably going to hurt my book sales. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how many we sell in Target or don't. But it probably costs us a couple thousand copies here or there in very specific states. So I told them, I don't want to be in Target. Pull any sales from Target. So you will not see my book in Target. I don't want to do business with Target. I, I told them, pull it. My, I have a partner in this. I said, do not put my books in Target. If Target doesn't want to make any money off conservatives who might be in there shopping for a book like mine, then fine. If the book fails because of it, the book fails. But I'm not going to, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing, if Target doesn't want books on there, for all these left-wing companies, there are a lot of them. I mean, most of them who sell books, to be candid, are left-wing. But they, they at least try to sell conservative books and don't screw, you know, screw people over that much. Target's just like being open and honest about it. So I don't want my books in Target. I told them, forget it. I'm not going to allow you to play games. And if other left-wing outlets want to toy with me too on it, that's we'll pull a book from there too. I'm not. I'm, I'm really not interested. I think I opened up the show that way in the beginning of the show today for for a reason. I want you to understand. Like I'm not in this to like make cheap thrills and money off you all. I, I I love what I do. I'm fine. I'm just getting tired of this bullshit. As you can tell with my tone today, the country's just falling apart. And this is a little thing. I'm not trying to suggest it's going to change the world. I'm not even trying to suggest there aren't left-wing outlets that are going to sell the book. They are. But these guys got to learn a lesson. You would think after Target, after all the crap with the sex, uh, you know, sex-confused clothing or whatever that may be, or identity politics clothing scandal they have, whatever the hell was going on, you'd think they'd wake up and smell it. But they're not. They're not. They're just doubling down on attacking conservatives. I don't think I like your tone. <laughs> We're going to a dangerous place, guys. We're in a really dangerous spot right now. We got an election coming up, but we can dial a lot of this back and we can fix a lot of this. I'm sure of it. But here's more evidence that we are going down an extremely dangerous road. This is what passes for mainstream conversation on the left on MSNBC with the left's new 12-step the communism program are under. Where everybody sitting in there is all nobody thinks this is even remotely unusual. Here's an MSNBC guest yesterday on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about their multi-part plan. The left were done to take uh, to take this country on the path to communism. Here's a guest suggesting that we should use the Patriot Act, implying we should use it to target domestic Trump supporters like terrorists. And nobody on this panel on MSNBC thinks this is even remotely unusual. Watch this. I mean, we're in a battle for hearts and minds. And there are people who are on the fence. We've got to have leaders and messages and messengers and programs that get to those people, that bring them over into community organizing and into nonprofit organizations and away from the Patriot Front and the Oath Keepers. 
And, and I think yeah. the parallels with 9-11 are important. We've talked about this before. After 9-11, the, the laws didn't work. Like they made massive changes to respond to a new threat. And I think we have to face the fact that many of our structures, laws, and policies may not work. After 9-11, we created the Department of Homeland Security. There was the Patriot Act. There was massive change in our entire society to face the number one threat, or at least what was communicated as the number one threat. I think we need the same kind of tectonic shift. It's got to be much more than, than see yeah. something, say something. But maybe our laws need to change to respond to the fact that someone like Mike Flynn, the former national security director, is openly calling for violence consistently. Folks. <sighs> As you can tell, I'm very frustrated today. My nervous system is fried with this stuff. It really is. I deal with it all day. I deal with it all night. So much happens behind the scenes. So much happens behind the scenes I don't talk about on the show because I don't want to make the show about my personal issues. But the attacks on us are just relentless. It never, ever stops. Some days when I show up, the guys can probably tell I'm in like a little bit of a salty mood. And the reason is I probably was dealing with something hairy the day before. And I was, it's just nonstop. They have this multi-part plan to come after us. I mean, do you see that guy, Paul Reichoff? Did you see what he was just implying that because he doesn't like general Mike Flynn, he's calling for violence, which is fake. That's ridiculous. Then he's implying that these Patriot Act tools of surveillance that are applied to supposedly stop terrorism should be applied against the American domestic audience because you don't like the political arguments they're making. And no one on MSNBC thinks, my gosh, that sounds crazy. Do you understand if we were to say this on our show, we would be immediately boycotted by every left wing crazy lunatic around Hell yes. that we should employ, employ the police state? to deliberately target leftists because their ideas are freaking crazy? Do you realize the insanity that would ensue immediately? There would be people knocking at our door, demanding investigations and public hangings. It would be insane the amount of animosity that would be headed our way. But this is what passes for normal conversation on the commie networks like MSNBC. Oh, yeah, sure. No sweat. We should just use the Patriot Act to go after people, especially Mike Flynn, a decorated uh, military hero. Folks, here's their plan. Censor. Censor everything you can. Throw the constitutional safeguards out the window. Plaskett and others are just open about it now. The Biden administration is protesting the Missouri v. Biden case, which called them out for censorship. The Biden administration is like, we're going to do more of it. We don't really care deputize private partners to censor what you get spanked in court doing. Use NGOs as well to boycott conservative outlets like that global disinformation thing with Applebaum we talked about yesterday. Weaponize the government to go after people you don't like. Trump, Mike Flynn, Roger Stone. Deputize other private actors in the media. Use the media as your propaganda tool to do deep, uh, you know, deep cuts into your other political opponents and make sure you tar them with labels. Corrupt science, corrupt medicine, corrupt education. This stuff is happening right now. They got one opportunity to turn this around. And we're running out of time. We're running out of time because I want to transition to another topic here that's important. If these warnings are getting old, let me know in the chat, please. Chat folks, 
Why for yes and for no, please. Are you tired of these warnings about China? Do you get it? If you get it and you don't want to hear it, A-OK, I won't mention it again. But again, every single day, the signs are out there that we are headed to World War III. And let me tell you something. I watched a video, and I didn't put it on because I wasn't sure where it was from. Okay, good. You're not, because I'm not tired of it either. Okay, I appreciate that. I watched a video. I found it on social media, but I wasn't sure where it was from. So if I'm not really sure, I don't like to put it on the air because I don't want it to say, you know, you never want to find out later, like it's some crap propaganda video. But the video was about what nuclear war would look like. It's brief. What an actual launch would look like. Folks, within hours, the world would be finished. I mean, I, I, I get you all. Of, well, of course, Dan, of course, we'd be, I, we know that. But when you actually watch what would happen, how within days, the black smoke from the fires, from thousands of nuclear weapons going off at the same time, would black out most of, most of the Northern Hemisphere, parts of the Southern Hemisphere, too. And there would be no Earth left. There'd be no more wildlife. Animals would die. The estimates are 5 billion people would be dead in just a couple months. So the fact that China may want to invade Taiwan and Russia's already threatening war against you, uh, excuse me, nuclear war against Ukraine, they're already at war with Ukraine, is kind of a big deal. And we've got rotting oatmeal brains in the White House who's already got a blackmail file this thick with Ukraine and China and nobody's worried about this. I want to play that video so bad to, to, to show you how bad of a situation we're in right now so that everybody will wake up and go, I better vote like my life depends on it because it might. I watched a couple of those videos um, like that this you weekend. you seen them? Yeah, they're horrible. They you, really get to they, you. Oh, dude, how they were showing how a, a nuclear submarines we have in Norway, around the Norway uh, the region up there in the ocean, would launch, and then there'd be launches from Russia, and then there'd be launches from land-based systems here, thousands of them going off at the same time, American cities vaporized, fires, I mean, the percussion alone, wiping out people miles from the explosion, people's lungs exploding. I mean, I'm not trying to scare the shit out of you. Watch the video yourself. You'll be scared enough yourself. It's awful. It is awful. And it's another reason to say, hey, Dan Bongino has been talking about this every freaking day. I don't think he's crazy. There's a new sign every day. China's up to something. Here you go. 4,574. Russia and China's joint military drills in Asia are making the Pentagon very nervous. Semaphore. This article is from the Halcyon days, Joe, of yesterday. <laughs> yes, yesterday. yesterday. Russia and China are stepping up military drills in Asia and the Pacific, and their moves are starting to alarm the Pentagon. Oh, you think? They're doing massive air and naval exercises in combat games. Focused on safeguarding transportation. Here. Here's the worrying part. This is being done there, safeguarding maritime transportation, as a mocking reference to language the Biden administration's used. They don't respect this guy in the White House. They already have a blackmail file on him. This is why I'm worried. These stories are everywhere, every freaking day, man. We are staring down the barrel of the largest nuclear gun you've ever seen in your lifetime. We are in big trouble if we don't square this shit away quick. Newsmax. 
China propaganda firm promoted and organized DC protests. Folks, this is from two days ago. Not only is China owned Biden, they know how to manipulate our media because our media are a bunch of left-wing goons. They are working our system against us to foster the division in the country that exists right now. Washington Times. Where's the foreign minister I talked about the other day? Outspoken Chinese foreign minister purged by Xi Jinping. Why was he purged? Because apparently it had, he had good relations with Secretary of State Tony Blinken. What other sign do you need? Anyone need any more signs? Guy, you need any more signs? Have I made the case? He hates this story? Do you hate this story or am I... My unnecessary. I can't, I, my apologies, Justin. What are, what are your feelings about this story, folks? In the chat, I'm. I, I, listen, I'm just here to protect you. Is nuclear war inevitable? Absolutely not. Is an invasion of Taiwan inevitable? Absolutely not. But we have ourselves in a bad situation here. The situation we find ourselves in is the Chinese Communist Party is watching the division in the United States right now. As Donald Trump gets closer and closer to the presidency. If Biden stays in the race and it looks like he's going to win, they are terrified of Trump. I believe they will make a move even faster. So we have a really bad situation where as Trump gets closer to winning, we're in trouble. As Trump gets closer to losing, if that's the case or if something would happen or he drops out, we're still in trouble. Because now they know they've got Biden in office for potentially five more years and then they can really invade. Something big's going to happen soon. They're watching everything. They're watching divisions here too, like the video I'm going to play next. And they see that this country is eating itself alive and it's military. And they are just mm, licking their chops, baby, to get going. Yeah, Guy, I do. He wants to know if, uh, if I think they're going to do something before 2024. I, I candidly, and, and I hope, believe me, folks, I pray to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I am not losing his name in vain. I pray to him in this. I pray I'm wrong, but I think it could be within a few months. The signs are everywhere. All the articles I'm showing you are from standard media outlets, some left wing, some right wing. None of this stuff is made up. Of course it makes sense. He says it makes, of course it makes sense. Do it now. You've got the, you, you got the guy in the White House. You've got a blackmail file on the guy. He's going to do what you want. I mean, this is just devastating. Scares the hell out of me every day. All right, I got another story coming up. This is the kind of stuff they're lipping, licking their chops over. The, the race grift growing on in the country that's just destroying this place and ripping it to shreds. Hey, are you tired of the same old monotonous liberal flavored coffee brands? I mentioned them at the beginning of the show. Try my, try my friends at Blackout Coffee. They care about two things. You own this company. I've spoken to him often. He cares about the country and he cares about coffee. He loves the coffee. I love the coffee. Everyone here loves the coffee. Guy loves it. My wife loves it. My wife's Colombian. She's really hard on coffee. If it's bad, she ain't touching it again. We love blackout coffee. Sent it to my brother-in-law too. He said, what kind of coffee was that? I said, blackout coffee. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support or shipping, blackout coffee's got an incredible work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor. Check them out. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee loves the country. They love their coffee. The coffee is delicious. It tastes like a good quality, strong tasting coffee. 
That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Thanks, Blackout Coffee. We appreciate it. The Chinese Communist Party is watching this, folks. By the way, I got an election update coming up. Some interesting information. Something I told you about and I predicted in the election. Coming right up because it's coming true again. You're not wasting your time. This is another segment on MSNBC. In addition to hosting people on that crazy left-wing communist network that suggests we should target Americans with the Patriot Act or at a minimum imply it, they've also got people like this race hustler on the network suggesting that the entire country is based on white supremacy and basically we're racist and all this other stuff. You don't think the Chinese Communist Party is enjoying every single second of this as we eat each other alive? Take a look. President Joe Biden is definitely stepping into this moment and marking what the family has been fighting for for years. And doctor, you know, they've had to make some of these memorials bulletproof, as you know. Is that the right thing to do? And what does it say to you, I guess, about society as a whole that 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 does have to happen? But we know that we have in our society, the foundation is is built on white supremacy, on racism, on a hatred of black people and the history of hatred against black people. We have to make these memorials bulletproof. We have to put shields around them because there is a fight to erase the true history of our country. We cannot force feed our children lies about this country. We have to take the good, the bad, and the ugly that makes up who we are. That's how we come to grips with it. That's how we think of the past. And that's how we unravel who we are at this moment. The ugliness of this moment is the fact that we have to make them bulletproof. The truth of this moment is we have an opportunity to talk about it and confront it. Folks, is this a problem? Guys, I need some input. Joe, Guy, Justin, chat. Chat folks, I'm watching right now. Uh, is this a real problem? I'm dead serious. Are, are, is there a spate of mass shootings of statues? Did I miss this? Oh. Uh, Justin's laughing, but I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not effing around. I'm, I'm dead serious. I haven't heard. Are, are people shooting at the, the, the? We need bulletproof. Sa- is this happening? Uh, in the chat, are you aware? If you please, I know there's no links or anything in the chat, but just like, can you like type out a town or a city where this happened? Like. Oh, there was a shooting of a statue in East Tunafish, Ohio, or something like that? I'm not, Am I missing something? No, I don't think so. Ab- someone shot Abraham Lincoln's statue? Oh, oh, I know they're pulling statues yeah. down, but this lady's suggesting we're all racist and white supremacists, and the host is like, they've got to make statues bulletproof because there's a mass spate of people shooting the statue. So no one in the chat seems to have an... <laughs> Someone just said Idiotville. Yeah, I, I guess that's where it, I've never heard this. I, 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 I've never, I'm, I'm sure there's been some random case here. Or there, but this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. You don't think the Chinese Communist Party is watching this? Like, what a bunch of dipsticks. We better attack now while this idiot's in charge. Again, have you, you follow the news. Have you seen it, Joe? Uh, Jim, no. producer Jim, text me. You're listening now. He listens to the podcast live for the radio show. Is there any example? Okay, I'm not getting anything. Moron down, someone just put in the chat. (laughs) Right. He said it right. The demand for BS stories far out exceeds the supply. That's how you get Juicy Small Yay. That's how you get the fake kidnap lady. That's how the, the fake racism incident, you know, the Bubba Wallace noose incident. That's how all this stuff happens. Because the people want this to be true. Like this lady. Oh, you're all a bunch of racists and crazies. What summer thing? Oh, oh, every... Oh, no, I I, I just heard I heard about that this year. Justin said that, that summer thing. 
I just figured that out. It gets hot every year. I was informed by the media. There's this phenomenon called <laughs> summer. I so I was, I was confused. I was, Justin said summer. I'm like, what the hell is that? So the media just brought that up. Hey, this is an important segment. Here's another victim of censorship right here while we're on the topic of the tyrannical left potentially causing World War III and a communist-type situation over here. This was a really important interview. I debated putting this in the show this morning because some of you may have already seen some of it on the weekend podcast, but I wanted to play just a snippet of this. I had Dr. Peter McCullough on. Let me ask you a question, folks. I'll just start with a question. Sometimes that's the best way to go. If you took the vaccine or you as terrified as I am, I've told you my story with it. I don't need to repeat it again. Biggest medical mistake of my life. You want to poke fun at me, go right ahead. I deserve it. Uh, I was scared. I had cancer at the time, whatever. It's not a sob story. And, you know, thankfully, you know, hopefully recovered for good from that. But I didn't know. And I always wait for the science to develop. I didn't do it. And it was a dumbass, stupid move. I deserve everyone's uh, enmity for that. It was just stupid. Uh, but, you know, I make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. And a matter of fact, I wrote a whole book about my mistakes. Uh, and you got to learn from them. And I've dedicated my life to getting the truth about this because I'm afraid that this stuff is still in me and may not be doing what they told us it's doing. So I had Dr. Peter McCullough on uh, after the Bronnie James incident. I'm not suggesting it's related to the vaccine because I don't speak about things I don't know because I don't want to make an ass out of myself. I am, however, suggesting to you that there is a just fascinating phenomenon on the tragic side of young, healthy people dropping over heart conditions, and especially athletes, that has correlated at a minimum, it appears to be in the, with the post-COVID era. So I don't know about you, but I got to me a whole lot of questions. Because folks, the don't get dead rule applies. And I don't want to get dead. And if this thing's going to hurt me, I want to know. I'm going to play that in a minute. Let me just get uh, our sponsors. Let's get to our sponsors. I'm going to play about a two-minute snippet. It's not the whole thing. If you want to listen to the whole thing, it's on the Rumble channel right here on the Sunday show. I encourage you to. It's about 20 minutes long. But this segment will open your eyes to the three categories of people Dr. McCullough believe uh, you, you'll fit into if you took the vaccine. And there's some good news in it. And this guy's a heart expert. So stay tuned. Folks, as you know, our world can change at a moment's notice. It seems you could be on the brink of an economic collapse. It's scary. But if you don't think you need emergency food right now, you are wrong. Please do not wait. Get supplied today with my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're offering an enormous discount on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. I just told you about everything going on with China. If you wait, I'm sorry. It's on you. I've been warning you over and over. Get a three-month emergency food kit at a minimum one, minimum one for every member of your family. For a limited time, you'll save 25% per kit. It's the biggest discount they'll offer, but it doesn't come along every day. and It won't last long. Do yourself a favor, grab your 25% discount on each three-month emergency food kit you need for My Patriot Supply. It's breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Calories are survival in an emergency, and we're looking at one. Get at least one kit for every person in your family. It's 25% discount today before the offer expires. You'll get fast and free shipping, too. The website, MyPatriotSupply.com. Well, you may regret if you don't do it today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Please check it out, folks. Get prepared. I'm very serious about that. Uh, last sponsor, appreciate your patience. They want to talk to you. Listen, I'm not joking, guys. The world is getting dangerous out there. You know that. We have criminals attacking civilians. Shootings are out of control. It's been reported violent crime is up in some cities across the country. Can you even legally defend yourself anymore? I mean, if a good guy with a gun acts, finds himself in jail, getting locked up, being interviewed. The solution is being ready for the mental, physical, and legal ramifications of self-defense. We can't afford to take chances. None of us. 
It's why I'm a member, a proud member of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Right now, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association is giving away their free concealed carry and family defense guide and a chance to win $1,200 to buy the gun of your choice. Visit uscca.com slash dam. And you'll learn how to detect attackers before they see you, what the USCCA has learned about school shootings, equipment and training basics, the law and justice systems, how to responsibly own and store a gun, and a whole lot more. It's a great guide. 58 pages loaded with valuable information. Just go to uscca.com slash Dan. Get the sweepstakes for a chance to win $1,200 starting at midnight central, July 11, 2023. Ends midnight central, August 31st, 2023. For official rules and other restrictions, visit uscca.com. Slash Dan. Thanks for your patience. All right, folks, here it is. The interview with Dr. Peter McCullough after LeBron James' son, the tragic incident with cardiac arrest. Seems to be doing okay now out of ICU. There are a lot of people asking questions, folks. This is not the first time. I hope it's the last time it happens. But I asked Dr. McCullough about my worries about the vaccine, and this was the answer he gave. Pay really close attention to this. Take a look. There's some new data that came out in this sciencedirect.com and they're saying uh, that the risk of myocarditis for teens was no higher than other vaccinations. And it was actually significantly higher in tween, teens 12 to 17 uh, after COVID than after the vaccine. Well, what do you make of this? Is this is this is this a robust study we should be looking at? Well, let me get to that in a minute. Let's just address your situation, Dan. Since the last time I talked to you, a really critical paper was published. And the first author is Schmeling and colleagues from Denmark. They had all the Pfizer administration data and all the side effects. They figured out that there are three risk groups for the lots, the batches of vaccines that come from the companies. And the first group, about a third of people, they have zero side effects. Zero. I mean, none. Uh, another two-thirds, uh, they have some moderate side effects like a sore arm for a day or two, and then nothing happens after that. And then sadly, there's a third group, 4.2% of all doses, the side effects are through the roof, myocarditis, blood clots, stroke, immediate death. So what we've learned is, uh, you know, fortunately, you're probably in one of the groups where nothing's going to happen. And it's because you got lucky. We think some of the batches are basically got super loaded with messenger RNA aggregation of lipid nanoparticles. It could have been contaminated with cDNA or other uh, contaminants. They're not inspected by the companies. Under EUA, there's no inspections for quality, purity, or safety. So I think that's importantly, important to know. With myocarditis, I have to tell you, Dan, I'm a cardiologist. I'm seeing this every day in the office. There's over 200 peer-reviewed publications on it. And the bottom line is uh, COVID-19 vaccine causes more myocarditis than anything we've ever seen. It blows away other vaccines. Uh, with COVID-19 before the vaccines, it was just a handful of cases, no serious cases. Now uh, there are fatal COVID-19 uh, vaccine myocarditis all over the place. Recent paper by Cho and colleagues from Korea, 481 cases, Dan. 21 of these kids died despite full life support. Gosh, uh, you know, I hope he's right. This is a guy I've respected, Dr. McCullough, for a long time. This guy took a big, big hit to his reputation because he told the truth. Now, his reputation's only grown with truth tellers and people interested in facts. But there's no question that the hijacked medical science establishment hates this man for speaking out about what may be problems with this vaccine batch. And that was interesting with what he said. Did you catch it? How some of these batches may not have been quality tested. It may have been super loaded with these uh, lipid nanoparticles. 
Listen, this guy is one of the premier cardiologists around the world. To describe the man as brilliant is an understatement. This is the kind of stuff I worry about. Now, I trust the guy. You're, you're entitled to your own opinion about him and about the vaccine and everything else, of course, obviously. But I hope he's right that a large majority of us may wind up in that first group where we don't have any side effects. Because this scares the hell out of me. And every time I see one of these stories, you know, I freak out. Folks, I make a lot of mistakes. I'm going to air them on this show all the time. Like I said, wrote an entire book about it because it's, it, it, there's nothing that bothers me more than the talking head class pretending they have some kind of X-Men-like superpowers because they want to distance themselves from the audience to be, oh, look at me. I don't screw up. You should come here and give me all your money. and all that. We're not doing that here. I messed that up, man. And I live every day with the ramifications of it. I hope you, if you want to listen to that whole interview, Check out my Sunday show. Uh, you can listen to about 20 minutes of it. There's a bevy of information. It got a ton of views. I think it's up to like, what, like 450,000 views or something like that. Check it out. It was done on my radio show. And we'll have him back maybe next week or so because I really enjoy his commentary. All right. Let me move on because we got an election coming up and that's what ties into this whole show. We don't get this guy out of there. We could be looking at more censorship, more tyranny, more communism, and potentially nuclear war with China if we don't get rotting oatmeal brain in office out quick. So I want to cover the election. It's obviously going on right now. Listen, one of the things I warned you about a few weeks ago on the Republican side, I say warning like it's a bad thing, like some kind of cautionary tale, but I kind of brought to your attention is that there are a few lanes in this race. I, the, the lane theory of political campaigns may be an oversimplification. I get that. I fully understand that. But it's helpful for at least kind of simplifying it in the abstract a little bit. Right now you have... The Trump lane. That's just Trump. He's, he's his own lane. He's got the MAGA crowd. He's got a lot of, you know, old school GOPers who see, his, uh, see him as some kind of a rebellion figure. So you got the Trump lane, right? Then you've got a very important lane. You've got the I'm not Trump lane, but I want to be the runner up guy because a lot of these states don't have winner take all primaries. I'll get to that in a second, right? And then the third lane is. Can I be enough of an outsider kind of renegade candidate that I may be able to nip at people's heels and stay long enough to get a, a show on Fox? Now, is that kind of a, does that sum it up, you think, guys? The Trump lane, I want to be the runner-up to Trump. And then the third lane is I want a show on Fox. I need to stay relevant long enough. Close enough. What are you thinking? Yeah. The Joe, you've been through yeah. like a thousand elections. Everybody, that's kind of like generally where it is. The number two, the number for two of those three lanes have already been occupied. Trump, obviously the Trump lane. The second part was always Ron DeSantis. He was always a runner-up. The third guy, the third lane, was thought to be Vivek. Folks, that may be changing. Vivek Ramaswamy, even NBC News, I mean, you know, NBC. NBC's trying to create a bunch of rivalries here. But they're not wrong with this. The polls are showing it. The rise of Vivek Ramaswamy, a long-shot candidate, ascends in the GOP campaign. Vivek may be moving into that number two spot. I, again, it's not a knock on DeSantis. I'm a Trump supporter. Ron DeSantis has been an amazing governor. I'm not knocking the guy, but his political troubles in the polls have not gone unnoticed by people. I don't put a lot of faith or stock in polls, but Vivek is creeping up. And we're getting to the point now where the DeSantis team has to be very careful because you don't want to fall into that kind of Jeb Bush, Scott Walker mode where you become like a has-been before you were. You don't want that. So he's still got time. But he's got to worry now not only about Trump, but about Vivek. And we'll see in that third lane 
who comes out, you know, who comes out of that with, like I said, the Fox News or the Newsmax show, because there's always someone in it for that. But Vivek, he's definitely nipping at some heels. And I, I predicted this. I predicted this a while ago because I've actually, you know, I've run before and I can kind of smell the big mo on the campaign trail, big mo being momentum. And this, it's, it's, this guy is an interesting way of talking to people. He's very relatable. He could find himself in the number two lane very quickly. Also, he's running against, um, you know, with Trump and him. They're also running against this guy who is a big civil rights advocate on the left. So this guy's going to be a, a big trouble. I mean, I mean, he clearly was a leader in the civil rights movement. Believe it or not, he did it again. Check this out. I've said it before. It was a lesson I learned coming out of not like real leaders in the civil rights movement. But I came out of the civil rights movement as a kid, as a public defender. And I used to, uh, you know, I used to say, think that you pass something that was good, you can make hate go away. Hate never goes away. Folks, how many times, Joe, how many times are we going to have to do this? <laughs> this guy was not a civil rights fighter, warrior, advocate. This is the guy who said Obama smells good and showers. This is the guy who told black people you put black in chains. This is the guy who bragged about Delaware being a slave state. He was from the South. There is zero evidence whatsoever that this guy was a warrior for anything other than a warrior against civil rights. He is a bullshit artist. None of that is true. Uh, I wasn't like a civil rights leader like the big guys, but I was a public defender. For who? There is no evidence any of this is true. This has been debunked a thousand times, and he can't stop talking about it. This is the kind of stuff that's going to get this guy mangled in the campaign going forward. Because I got to imagine there are people in the black community, especially older folks in the black community, who've lived through a disgusting time in our history of Jim Crow and de jure segregation in this country. The last thing they're going to want to hear, I got to imagine this is true here, is a fake, phony, rotting oatmeal brain, old white guy telling them he was a civil rights advocate and taking stolen valor away from those who actually were. The guy is full of crap, and I'm going to make a prediction. Ready for it? Biden's not going to be the nominee. He's not. Flag it! I could be wrong. I Flag it. He's not going to be the nominee, folks. He's not going to be the nominee because he's a rotting bag of oatmeal in his brains. His brains are spaghetti right now. They're like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. The guy's brain does not work. But it's not just that. This Hunter Biden stuff happening today. I put this off to the end because I got to tell you, I don't know about you. Let me know in the chat. Let me check this out. I mean, that's me always scrolling over. You sick of this story? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm getting a little sick of it now. And I'm not just, we got to cover it because we got to do, we got to ding these guys up. But I, every day I can't make it the lead story. There's so much else going on. The Hunter Biden story is a train wreck, and this is happening today. See, you get it. Flag it. There's a couple flags. <laughs> you guys got a flag thing in there, too? You dead people <laughs> in the chat, man. I love you all. You are, you're on top of it. Yeah, we got to stay on top of it, though. So here's what happened yesterday. Hunter Biden's in court right now. Uh, apparently, he's gonna, they're going to displead deal. We'll see if the judge accepts it for the tax evasion and the pretrial diversion on the gun charge. But here's what happened yesterday. New York Post. Hunter Biden's lawyer accused of misleading a clerk to block release of damning evidence. Here it is in a nutshell. It's alleged, at least, and Hunter Biden's lawyers dispute this, just so we get both sides on the record here, that Hunter Biden's lawyer called the, uh, the courthouse and got them to pull 
an amicus brief by Republican congressional folks on the Ways and Means Committee that was damning as to why the judge shouldn't accept the plea deal. And it's alleged that the Hunter Biden lawyer pretended to be a lawyer for the House Ways and Means Committee. Now, allegation, Hunter Biden's legal team denies it. Having said that, they got some splaining to do. They got some splaining to do. And ladies and gentlemen, they all know each other, all these people. What do I always tell you? Follow the money. Follow the money. Making it rain. Follow the money. Follow the connections. Wendell Hughesbow, Breitbart, former Biden lawyer, served with the assistant Delaware prosecutor who allegedly fro- uh, froze the big guy probe. Oh, looky here. That's so, that's so weird. Former deputy counsel to then VP Biden, Alexander Mackler, served as the assistant AUSA of Delaware alongside Leslie Wolf, who worked on the criminal probe into Biden and allegedly prevented investigators from asking about the big guy. Joe, I'm sure it's a coincidence. So nuts. I'm sure the UFO hearing today happening exactly when the Hunter Biden deal is happening. I'm sure that's just a coincidence, too. I'm sure that's all just a big coincidence. And I have one big question about this, too. A huge question about this. When I was working criminal cases at the federal level, this may sound counterintuitive. So Joe, as the audience ombudsman, stop me if it doesn't make sense. A lot of times when the statute of limitations, let's say Joe robbed the bank five years ago, right? And the statute of limitations is five years. So I'm in the FBI, arrest Joe for robbing a bank. If the case gets complicated, what'll typically happen is as a prosecutor, the prosecutor will go to Joe's lawyer and say, listen, I need you guys to waive the statute of limitations or extend the statute of limitations. Now you may say, well, why the hell would Joe do that? Let it expire and they can't charge him. Because folks, what do you, you guys know, what do you think will happen if Joe, say your attorney says, we're not waiving that. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the government's going to do? The government's going to turn around right away and do what? Charge Joe immediately and indict him. So this happens all the time. Attorneys who don't want Joe charged because they're working a deal. You get it, Joe? Are going to say, hey, we'll waive the statute for now. Take your time. Come back to us. It happens, folks, all the time. That didn't happen in this case. The weirdest thing happened in the Hunter Biden case. Did you hear this? They go to Hunter Biden's attorney. Hunter Biden's attorney says, yeah, we'll waive the statute of limitations. No problem. And this idiot, the uh, U.S. attorney working the case, lets it expire anyway. If that doesn't reek of an inside deal, I don't know what does. You guys all follow me? You follow wow. it in the chat? They, 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 Hunter Biden's attorney, apparently, according to uh, the House uh, committee, already agreed to waive it. And they let it expire anyway. Weiss did. David Weiss. What a joke. So the business partner, Devin Archer, was supposed to testify on Monday about this thing. And Corrine Jean-Pierre had a lot to say about this. This was good. Joe, uh, Guy, Justin, uh, I'm not going to ask the question before. I'm going to ask after if you <laughs> want to change your vote. The reason is this was very thorough. And she did a really good job. Joe, Joe, wouldn't you agree? You've seen this in advance. Oh, yeah. She's asked about Devin Archer, the business partner, testifying on Monday. And like in a Paul Newman, the verdict-like moment, man, did, it's crazy. She's like a lawyer here. She did such an amazing job answering the question. Here, check this out. Devon Archer, he's going to be having testimony for the Oversight Committee. Does, uh, I'm sorry, who? Devon Archer. Okay. Uh, Hunter Biden's business partner. Okay. Um, one, did you consider him a... Is he considered a reliable witness? I don't have anything. I don't have any comment on, on this. That, that was... <laughs> fellas. That's just so good. She's so good at this, man. 
He's very talented. So there you go. Uh, folks, the guy's not cognitively healthy. I just want to motor through a few uh, things, too. A couple of big stories, too. I don't want to leave anything on the table. Here. The man is falling apart. As I said in the beginning of this segment, he's, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. The Hunter stuff, his oatmeal brain, his SpaghettiOs brain. The guy just keeps making stuff up. He can't give a speech without saying at least 10 things that are really stupid. The dumb shit that comes out of this guy's mouth is really hard to get your arms around. Here he is yesterday. Uh, saying, yeah, COVID, it was a real tragedy. Like 100 people died. Like 100,000, no, 100. And not only that, he says it twice. Here, take a listen. Still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic, as I mentioned, of over 100 people dead. That's 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. It's 100. 100. He says it twice. The only reason I put this in, because he screws up so much, is he says it twice. It's not as if he, like, screwed up the first time and caught himself. And he, Joey, he emphasized yeah. it. That's 100 empty seats around the table. Oh, my gosh. 100 people died of COVID? What a tragedy. Uh, you may want to check your numbers, Mr. President. I'm not even a COVID alarmist, and I'm pretty sure it was more than 100 people. What a kook. Here, no, numbers are not. What, he's like, numbers are not his strong suit, Joe. What is this, guys? Come on. What is it? Does he have a strong suit? <laughs> Can someone explain to me what exactly his strong suit is? I'll tell you what's, his, what's not his strong suit either. Healthcare numbers either or healthcare statistics. Here he is bragging about ending cancer. It'd be great news for me. I mean, listen, I don't want to die. My whole first rule of the show is don't get dead. So apparently I can thank Joe Biden. Take a listen. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We ended cancer as we know it. We did. They ended cancer. Yes. Yes. This is awesome. I'm going to live, folks. This is so great. Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, Joe Biden. We love you, Joe. Thank you. Let's go, Brandon. Wait, wait. We haven't done it in a while. Remember this, Joe? Which, uh, time for the let's yeah, go, Brandon yeah, Bell. Yeah. LGB, baby. Guy ended cancer. I'm going to live, folks. Going to live forever because Joe Biden ended cancer. Thank you, Joe. A couple more stories before this show goes completely off the rails. So election 2024, everything is going to be about race, and I mean everything. You are going to see... A doubling, believe it or not, and tripling down on attaching race stories to everything. Homework, coffee cups, religion, holidays, uh, Easter eggs, baseball cards. It doesn't matter. Everything is going to be racist because here's the, re the reason obvious. They're terrified of losing even more of the black vote to Trump, who I'm hearing behind the scenes is performing very well with black voters. Everything is going to be racist now. Here we go. Axios, Sophia Kai and Alex Thompson casting himself as a fighter. Trump aligns with the UFC. You know, the UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship, you know, Dana White and that whole thing. We love UFC, the MMA event. Apparently, Trump likes the UFC and the WWE, real fighting and entertainment fighting, right? Listen to Axios, how they try to frame this. Trump apparently, I guess, likes UFC. Here's their quote Whose audience is typically young, overwhelmingly male? It's a natural platform for Trump, whose campaign sees young white men as a particularly supportive group. Yes, that UFC, they're so racist. So Guy pulled this up this morning. He's like, yeah, man, that UFC is definitely all about race. It's all a white guy thing and all. So Guy's like, Dan, check this picture out. This is from ESPN. It's the UFC champions. I'm like, I, I, check this out, folks. There's white supremacy everywhere, as you can see. You see the picture? How come that's not on my screen over there? Yeah. Check this out. Look at the Joe white supremacy everywhere. Uh, oh my gosh. John Jones 
clearly white. Oh, he's not. Uh, Israel Adesanya, clearly <laughs> white. Oh, he's not. Leon Edward, clearly. Oh, he's not. But now, granted, there are a few white guys in there. I could go on and on about this. Definitely a racist organization. You're right. Trump only shows up because there's a bunch of white people around. It's crazy. And then I was reading this article this morning about, uh, about Taylor Swift. And again, everything is going to be about race moving forward. Talking about her unimaginable global flame, uh, fame boiling down to one thing. Taylor Swift is a single white woman in a pop medium in an identity-obsessed, politically divided moment when her particular identity is deeply unfashionable. My gosh, you can't win. This is the craziest thing with these people. You're a white person. You're like a, a white male patriarch who's taking advantage of your privilege, right? And then you're a white person who succeeds, and you're only succeeding because it's unfashionable to be a white person in your business that you took advantage of that? Like, I don't get it. I don't, you, can, you cannot possibly win in, in, in this scenario. No matter what you do, your whiteness is going to come back and kick you in the nads. Folks, listen, we got an election coming up. I'm going to say this over and over again. You got one chance to save this thing. We lose, we're going to be in deep trouble. The country's always salvageable. Uh, I always think we can get it back. The problem is I need you to think about this like a guy or a young kid caught in a riptide, okay? You can always get them back. The longer you wait, however, the longer they get pulled out to sea. And the more difficult it's going to be to pull them in and the more advanced swimming skills it's going to take to go get them. Do you understand what I'm saying? We lose this next election. It could take 20 years. It doesn't mean give up. This isn't wussy time. It's not, you know, crying and moaning and snowflake time. If we stop it now while the person's still near the shore, we don't have to swim like Michael Phelps to go get them. We've got a chance in this upcoming election. Start planning my 10, 10, and 10 rule today. 10 Facebook, posts, uh, 10 Facebook posts or social media posts, 10 phone calls, 10 emails to friends about their voting plans for 2024. We all do that. It could make a difference of a couple hundred thousand votes. The left does it all the time. GOTV, baby. Get out to vote. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. How do we do in this? Let me check it out. Would you, you guys like the show today? A little down today. 59,000. Yeah, a little Yesterday bit. We had 75,000. Yeah, we're a little down today. Yeah. Maybe I didn't perform for you too well today. It's all right, folks. I'm, you know, I understand. Almost 60K. But uh, the news day was a little slow. And um, I try to bring you the best stuff every day. I struggle over this every day. If you want to kind of like get into my head. I do. I struggle over what to cover and what not to. Because you guys really matter to me. And I want to be sure you never, ever, ever feel like you're wasting your time here. Ever. Every morning I get up early like tearing at myself over what's good and worth talking about. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. Pro like I was so super confident in everything you guys understand and know and like. I'm, just, I'm not. You know, I just, uh, sometimes it's a lot of guesswork. Probably the weakest news day we've had for a long time. Yeah, it was. Really? And I, there was, ironically, there was a lot of stuff to chat about. It was just some of it yes. I, it was yeah. only marginally interesting. And I'm like, I can't bring that to the audience. I got to bring up some hot stuff. So keep your eye on a China story, though. More on that coming up during the week. Please give us a follow on Rumble. I deeply appreciate it. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Join us for the chat every day. 10 a.m. It starts with Justin and Gee. I come on at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Give us a follow. It is free. Rumble.com slash Bongino. And please give us a follow on Apple and Spotify as well. Helps us stay on the charts over there. We really appreciate it. I'll see you on the radio show a little bit later and back here at 11 a.m. tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.